Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum. The other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Sitting across from me is the Eggman. She is the Eggman. It's my mom, Deb. Am I the Eggman? I'm Deb. And I am the walrus. Uh, I'm her son, Kev, and this is our podcast. If you just let it play out, you'll always eventually get there. I want to be the walrus. Oh, my God, dude. I can't with you. First off, if I go sitting across from me is the walrus, it's my mom, Deb. And then you're like, hey, I'm Deb. And then I go, I am the Eggman. I am the Eggman. People are going to be like, what? Does he even know the Beatles? That's true. That is true. On today's show, uh, I have... Sometimes when I start a Thursday episode, I think to myself, what in God's name are we going to talk about? Because Thursdays, a lot of times, are easier than planning Mondays. But Mondays, we know the segments. The hardest part is a lot of responsibilities fall to Deb on Mondays, and I don't always know what's going to come down the pike. Thursdays oftentimes fall to me, and I think to myself, there's nothing else in the world to talk about. But every single time, I manage to cobble together some stuff. So we have some neighborhood happenings. Mm, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. have some dad driving updates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. We have. We used to do a segment right after Deb's business segment called One Minute Hypothetical, where we throw hypotheticals at Deb, but we're going to do a prolonged version of that of just called Life Hypotheticals, where I ask Deb some life hypotheticals and we see what she can come up with. But before we get to any of that, you still play Wordle, correct? Of course. In fact, somebody that I share Wordle with yeah. that's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. literally wrote to me, it was, a, it was a mistake, but he wrote done to me the other day when he sent it to me. And I was like, are you quitting? Like, this isn't long enough. Like, why would you quit? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, that wasn't meant for you. It was about something else. Oh, that's I was, good. I was completely relieved. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I, I too play Wordle and my story is about Wordle, but I also play Quirtle where it's mm-hmm. Wordle four times. Mm-hmm. I play Hurdle where it plays a half second of the beginning of a song and you have to be able to determine the song. So it's like that old game show, uh, name, name that, that tune. tune. Exactly. Yeah. I play that and then I play anti-Wordle where you're trying to take as many guests guesses as possible to get to the eventual word. So oh, you I'm want all lots of guesses. Yeah, I'm all dulled out. I yeah. have a lot of duels going yeah. on. But let me tell you why I like literally almost threw my phone across the room. Okay. Oh, tell me. I want. I love these stories. I play all of those in the morning, and I send them all to to my group chat where everybody shares yeah. them collectively. And I have three words that I usually use. I use Slack, S L A C K. Everybody needs down because I need new words. I use Mound, M O U N D. Okay. And then I use there, T-H-E-I-R. Now, I use there more often than not. I would say 90% of the time I use there. So, you know, eight out of 10 times I'm using there before I use mound or slack. Well, that was going to be my question. So the listening audience, now they've all made note, mound, slack, there, T-H-E-I-R. Here's what they want to know. The exact order that you do the majority of the time. I, I only use one of those three to start and then I and then I pivot 
depending on what words, what letters are in there. So there, obviously, we have three consonants and two vowels, which is good. So let's say you write T-H-E-I-R and nothing comes up. Then I'll pivot to Slack. Okay, then you will pick from Slack. Yeah. Okay, now- That's only if nothing's up. So if an E came up, would you go to Slack then? Why would I? There's no E in it. No, because there is no E in it. Didn't know would you S L A C K. Right, but there's no E in Slack. If an E popped up, why would I use Slack? Oh yeah, that's what I yeah, yeah, yeah. See, sometimes I think I waste things. You do, based on what you just <laughs> said. So the other day I'm thinking to myself, okay, I want I'm clearly gonna use there. And as I go to type it, I think to myself, no, nah, I'm gonna do Slack today. What was the word? Was it Slack? It was there. The it was word T-H-E-I-R. I put in Slack. I got five black boxes and I said, okay, I'll put in there. T, green, H, green, oh, E, green, no. I, green, R, green. Oh, that no. sensation that I should have had, that euphoria, that ecstaticness, oh. that conquering of men was the worst feeling in the world. It was the worst feeling oh. in the blank world. Didn't you want to screenshot it and send it to all your friends? Yeah, but I wanted to chuck my phone out the window. Oh no, that would have killed me. Listen, if I, if that is happening to me, oh no, 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 that has not happened, but no, 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 no. That is my fear. That is my biggest fear. And that is why people stick with the same first word all the time. And I usually do. I felt Mm. sick to my Mm. stomach playing Mm. a game that means Nothing that is totally inconsequential that we've only been playing for like five or six weeks at the most. I felt nauseous. I'm with you. I would have felt nauseous too. It it feels like I'm telling you that feels like a big life mistake. It was, it was. I don't know if I, as a human being will ever come back from that. (laughs) It has put me on a new course of life. I have, I'm walking down a path I'm unfamiliar with. I don't feel whole as a human being. I want to burn every bridge. I want to end every relationship. I want to be Highlander and just walk the world alone after I miss that. And I don't think I'm overreacting. But you want to burn down the temple before you walk the world alone. I want to burn down the neighborhood. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, that feels... Okay, I'm just... I don't know if this is going to make you feel better or not. That is like a pot of gold and you just didn't pick it up. I mean, it is like the biggest prize in the world was waiting for you yep. and you blew it. The only helping? saving is grace is that even if I got it right, I don't think people would have assumed that I got it right naturally, though I had well, made enough one, comments that people said that I said to people, I use there. So they would have thought, oh my gosh, Kevin did get yeah. it right because he's mentioned there before. But still, there's that little thing in the back of everyone's head where they're like, oh, really? Did you just like... Google what the word was today to try to act like you got it. Oh, I see. I was meaning you could have cheated like that. I don't cheat. Well, so, of course. Why? What's the yeah. point in cheating? Um. Oh my God, sick. Kevin. No, I'm with you. I would have been sick, and that would have been, you know, the the kind of stories you tell that are important to you, not important to anybody else. Like this one. <laughs> That's the story. Yeah. I mean, I would have been at a cocktail party and said, "Hey, does anybody play Wordle?" And they would have gone, "Yes." Yeah. So, so, like for three weeks, I used the word there. Yeah. T h e i r first. And then one day I didn't, and guess what the word was? And I mean, expect them to have. And as they're angst. all staring at yeah. you, there's that pregnant pause, <laughs> and then they just continue on with their conversations. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that would have happened too. Sick to my stomach. No, I'm with you, honey. Sick to my stomach. Now, do you hate the word there? Do well, I don't ever it? need to use it anymore. Well, not on I the I use first tiles time. now. Well, and that gives you the same two vowels. Yeah, I use so tiles now, and then instead of an H, there's an S, so I use tiles now. Audio is good. 
No, I mean, it is, it is, but that's four vowels. That's four vowels. I mean, you clean, it's, it's a clean house. What? But I'm not saying it's a bad word, but I like to kind of, it's a, it's a broad stroke of consonants and vowels and you're going yeah. all vowels. I'm going all vowels or a do. That's what a lot of people That's use. That's outrageous. Too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a do would have worked had the Englishman still been running the game, yeah. but I don't think New York times is ever going to use a do. I don't know, but the New York Times used use bloke. People were upset about bloke. And they used their, and they and used I rupee. didn't. They used rupee and people were not happy about that said either. Poopy. No rupee. Well, yeah. Our, our Indian friend didn't get that right. Yeah. So we made fun of her. Yeah. Anyways, that's the update with Wordle. I hate myself. No. Super logical Listen, reaction let, to let a game. Let me just say this. Don't hate yourself. I do. Don't feel bad. I do. It's just a stupid game. It's not. Okay. <laughs> I know that's the real problem, isn't it? So here are some neighborhood happenings. Okay. On our street, we have houses. Yeah. Wild concept. Our street is only one block long for it's those true. that don't know. We have to get helicoptered in because there's no end point. To <laughs> Wouldn't side that of the be nice? I would say if you're looking south, which our house faces south, mm-hmm. directly across the street, there's a house. Yep. Then there's one more house to the left of that. Yep. There's one more house to the left of that. Yep. And then there's one more house to the left of that. But not on the corner. Not on the corner because then there's one more house after that. We thought investors bought the first house from the corner, second house mm-hmm. from the corner. We mm-hmm. thought investors bought it because it sold. There was no movement. And then all of a sudden, it was just like gangbusters. Tons of trucks, tons of cars, people all over it. And this house, I think in our time, since since we've been in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. which we are the oldest people in this neighborhood by far at this point, I think it's turned over five times, four well, or five times. We've seen a number of renovations on it, including add-ons. Yeah. I mean, so, and the last time we were in it, it's notorious for a super small kitchen. So let's describe the house. Is it like a colonial style home? How would you describe it? I think it? it's a federal style home. Federal style home. So it's like one of those homes when you walk, the doorway's right in the middle, mm-hmm. almost box shape. Yep. If you walked right in the front door, there are stairs immediately in front of you. I mean like one step, boom, you're hitting stairs. The house is completely flat on the front. It's that where the, the front door is centered right on the middle. There are matching windows to the left and the right of the door. And then at the top of the house, there are the matching windows to the left and the right of, I mean, the door isn't on top. If a little kid drew a house, this is the exact the house, house that would, they're drawing. It's the, house, it's the pitch of the roof, everything. Yep. They so it's a, it's a dealer's choice when you enter the house. You can go to the right. There's a formal dining room. You can go to the left. There's a living room, a formal living room. In the back, there's the like TV room. If you go to the right, there's the, there's the living room and then the kitchen. And the kitchen is just... Small. It's smaller teeny. than this office. Small. Yeah, teeny. Anyways, we haven't been in that house for years. I would say more than a decade. We have not been in that house, and it has turned over a couple times. I think that's right. Since we've been there. So these new people come in. They absolutely gut everything. New drywall, new lights. They rip all the siding off of the house. And the house had like kind of vinyl siding, but but like layered how would you yeah it's that it's like i want to say shaker it's not shaker at all it's the it's the it's individual pieces that's got a little notch in it like a notch in a groove and it was kind of a gray blue was it kind of a gray blue yeah i would say yeah grayish bluish something along those lines with that that the sun had faded over time yeah so they removed that vinyl and we thought oh okay they're gonna do something new to it whether it's gonna be wood or maybe stucco i don't know but stucco would have been weird on the house 
but the, the, the vining seidel was gone and off before anything else was on there for like six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah, I was super, super curious to what they were going to do because it felt like, ooh, we're going to do something really new to this house. Yeah. And so eventually, apparently all the stuff internally is over and done. There is a family living in it, mm-hmm. but there are still people working on the exterior of the house. Now, I don't know anything about vinyl siding. I don't think you remember much about vinyl siding from when you used to hang vinyl siding as a profession. <laughs> it took them forever because I think they had to like remove brackets. I think mm-hmm. they had to sand things down. They had to fill in all the gaps from the... It took them forever to the point where I thought, oh, they've just run out of money. Like they have no more money to do anything to this house. And the thing that's going to suffer is the exterior of this home. And there's like four cars in front of it. They have small kids. Lord knows there's enough financial burden with this family that maybe they just couldn't complete it. And we won't see the finished product for another six or seven months. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the house is totally finished. And I don't know why I feel compelled to tell this story. Deb, is it not the whitest house you've ever seen in your entire life? This house is so white. I mean, like bleach teeth, like beyond kind of block your eyes when the sun hits it white, like essence of not even essence of pearl, like bleach white. So white. And they have painted everything. And it doesn't look, I mean, unless... We're wrong. Like anybody's coming back to do any kind of trim color or anything. Nope. It. I mean, I think the door is black. Is the door black? The, the door and the shutters are black, and the roof is like a charcoaly black. But it is a lot of white. I mean, it's a big. You would just say like big white house. I yeah. want to throw things at it because mm. it's so white. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you want to dirty it up a little bit. Like when you go to the edge of a cliff, you yeah. want to jump off, right? It's the exact same way I feel looking at that house. If I was into graffiti, I would tag the hell out of that house. It's just so white. I don't I don't understand that a white like that can exist as a house color. So let me ask you a couple of questions here. Please. Did it bother you more after Wordle? <laughs> well, I would have just I would have tagged anybody's house after okay, Wordle, but okay. at, if Wordle happened the same day that house was painted, I would have lost my mind. Okay, so I kind of felt like there was a connection there a little bit. I just Zero. To say, okay, um, it is hard. To, I mean, I think we know like what fluorescent green looks like. We know what fluorescent yellow looks like. It sounds weird to say fluorescent white, but that is what it feels like when you drive by it. Yeah, it is too white. It is shockingly white. When the rapture happens and yeah. Jesus descends, yeah. that oh, blinding yeah. white light—that's the white it is. Yeah, will be blocked out by the whiteness of this house. So, just so everybody knows, you know how you loved your old light bulbs because they were a soft, nice white. Yeah, and now that you had to switch to those new light bulbs, yeah. that are like a harsh, totally awful white. Exactly. They found that in paint and they painted the house. So the whole house. We live in an old neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of brick in our neighborhood. There's a lot of, I'm going to say like subtle nuance in terms of colors, you know, real traditional, like grays, beige, grayish, you know, think of craftsman style, craftsman style homes. And then there's this, it is so white and it's a little, they actually have a nice yard in back, but the front is just teeny. I mean, so it sits 
kind of close. I mean, the house isn't teeny, but it sits kind of close to the street. It takes up the lot. Yep. So it's really right up there yeah. when you drive up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's white. We're about to lose everybody on this podcast, but did you see that house that sold not too long ago that for like 1.2, which is definitely not worth that, but it sold for that and they just ripped up the entire front lawn? Oh, no, I haven't been by since they ripped when up you the go, lawn. Whenever you go out, go this way. Yeah. They just spent however much money, $1.2 million on a brand new house. It's not brand new. It was just renovated. And then they ripped up all of the lawn. Wait, the lawn where the fence is? All of it. Everywhere there was grass, there is no more grass. Is the fence still there? The weird sure fence? Sure is. The, the, oh. the fence that's not symmetrical. Yeah. It just follows the grade. Yeah. And goes up the hill, down the yeah. hill, over the round yeah. and back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine buying a house and then being like, oh, I need to redo all of the landscaping. All of it. Like what is that? Like a 2,400 square foot house Probably. on a corner. We think it's kind of a busy corner. Um, For this neighborhood. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm telling you, weirder things are happening. I will say this if we're talking about the neighborhood. For those of you that would want to go back, I don't know what number it is, but it was in the very beginning when we were accosted by the bad neighbor, the bad drunk neighbor who oh, we yeah. found out, lived down around the corner. Um, he's walking on our street now again with his dog. What Deb doesn't tell you is we live in squalor, folks. So we, uh, we live in abject squalor. We actually live in one of the most desirable neighborhoods in Reno, Nevada, and it crazy town here sometimes. That was the Deb and Kev Real Estate Minute. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of things happening in this house, not yeah. other people's homes, but this house, yeah. we have talked a lot about dad wanting to have his freedom, though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have never taken it from him. At never. no point did we ever never. look at him, him and say, no, you cannot do this. Yep. We always just wanted to talk through things with him to make sure that what he was thinking was was doable and that he could accomplish it without hurting himself, hurting somebody else, and causing irreparable, 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 irreparable financial damage to this family if he right. did something. Right. So he wanted to drive and right. he hadn't driven for a very, very long time. He hasn't driven since uh, the night before, the day before Thanksgiving. Long time. Yep. So at one point he asked me to drive with him. I think it had been like three and a half months. Yeah. He wanted to go to the post office to drop something off. And he just wanted, you know, um, somebody in the shotgun to make sure that everything was safe. Mm -hmm. And it was like a 10 minute drive each way. And everything went gangbusters. And we probably only went 25 miles an hour the entire time. So it was absolutely fine. But you did say he did a good job. For sure. Yeah. Then he didn't drive for like five weeks. Well, he didn't drive for five weeks, truth be told, because... He kind of went into this place of where like, don't you think I can drive now, Deb? And I said, well, I know you did drive, but I'm still very concerned. Right. And he kind of had, might've had a little fit about it, you know? And I said, hey, listen, you don't need my permission to drive. I am not the gatekeeper. Your keys are right there. Your keys are right where you left them the last time you drove. I just think these are the reasons that I don't think it's wise for you to drive. And he was argued with me when, in fact, he can go just go drive. Right. And I said, It's like looking at somebody with the doors wide open and they're like, I want to go outside. Like, well, you can go outside. Yeah. You're not letting me. The door is wide open. You can go do whatever you want to do. I just don't think it's a good idea to go outside. I just don't think you should go outside. So uh, we had that kind of, you know, disagreement. And I just said to him, Listen, I finally took the keys and I dropped them in his lap in a chair he was sitting in. And this is anyone that's married will appreciate this. And I literally said, hey, I don't like you get to go drive. 
I don't think you should. If you're seeking my approval, you're not going to get it. Here's my reasons. However, I'm not in charge of you. Do whatever you like. And he didn't talk to me for like a day and a and half. Then Deb slapped him across the <laughs> yep, face. I slapped him. So as we talked about, he he got some not so great news a couple weeks ago. And the day he got that not so great news, he had uh, an appointment at a doctor. And he just took the car and he went to the appointment. Now, I think that was probably the most sane thing anybody in that moment could do, which is I just want to be by myself. And I just got some news that's not great. And what I'm not going to do is kind of limit myself anymore. Mm -hmm. But even after that, he didn't drive. He asked me to take him different places. Yep. Yep. The last three days. Oh, yeah. He is a 16-year-old with a driver's license, and he is going. The horse is out of the barn. I'm out. telling you, it is out of the barn, never to be captured and brought back in. Nope. Uh, he said, so that one day uh, when he was driving, he told some ridiculous story. Some might call it a lie, but I'm just saying, like, he told a ridiculous story how his phone was dead because yep. I was on my way to get him to where he needed to go and blah, blah, blah. So he just drove. And we both just kind of... Nobody said anything about it. We let it be. But then, like you said, you know, again, we drove him around. Now, I don't even know where he is. He's gone. He's gone like all day. I, I heard, I mean, it has been a long, long time since I've been up in my room and I keep a window cracked so I can hear, kind of hear the street traffic. Not that I want to hear the street traffic. I can just hear the street traffic, but I can also hear our driveway. And it, I was like, what is that noise? And it was the truck starting up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, no, <laughs> that's the truck. And before I could even register, it was out and gone. I'm pretty sure I heard the, the wheels peel and I smelled some rubber afterwards. So here's how it goes. I get these random texts from him. Yeah. And I mean, like, keep in mind, he's like, like the room we're in right now. He's in the room. He's not there right now because he's gone somewhere, but he would be in the room next door, you know? Yeah. And he's like, go into the shop. Yeah. Go into Arrow Creek. Yeah. Go in here. Go in there. I mean, he's gone. Like, it's over. I did say to him the other day, I said, so tell me the truth. And he goes, what? I go, feel like a 16-year-old out there? And he kind of laughed. I go, wind in your hair, you know, best your best music, a little Steely Dan on the radio, like happy as can be. Sure. And he tried to be, like, cool, but he didn't. He For laughed. Sure he said, yeah, like, it feels terrific. Now, that all being said, that doesn't mean that we're still not worried. That doesn't mean that we still like approve of any of this thing. But again, he's a 68-year-old man with a driver's license. No one is going to stop him from doing anything unless it's painfully obvious that he can't operate a motor vehicle, and that's not the case. What I'm curious about is if and when we have to have that conversation is – Hey, he, he's not currently doing any treatment, which is why he feels amazing, right? He doesn't have any form mm -hmm. of poison coursing through mm -hmm. his system. So he has energy and that energy is now being used to mm -hmm. travel a little bit. What happens when he starts treatment again and he feels less than awesome and then he's like, I'm going to go take the car to the shop. Are we going to be like, okay, have fun? Well, here's kind of what I'm hoping. Um, I mean, we didn't really take the car away before. We never took it away. It was just assumed in your no. current state you shouldn't yeah. be driving a two-ton vehicle. Well, so here's what I'm hoping. I don't think he actually does have that much more energy than he did before. 
I think it's kind of like, I, I'm going to call it state of mind, okay. right? You know, like these four walls, I mean, we both have said a hundred times, these four walls are killing him. Do you know what I mean? Meaning totally. like it's horrible for him to be stuck in the house. Well, or, and the last like week, it's been 75 and sunny. And for all of us, all we want to do is be outside. And for him, that triggers his internal clock up. Well, it's time to go golf. So do you know that he... Went and golfed a little bit yesterday. But define that. Okay. Well, I mean, for him. Sure. So he went to the golf course. Okay. Now, here's the thing. We belong to this big golf course. It's not like you can park right in front. He doesn't have handicapped parking or no. anything. So it's a big parking lot. Uh, pause. We should get handicapped parking. Handicap how do parking. we? How have we not thought of that? I know. We should for him, shouldn't we? Yeah. How do you file handicapped parking? I don't know. Google it for Reno. Uh, that seems like a lot of effort. <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. I'll have him Google it. Love it. So um, this guy, if he walks, I'm going to say- And it's a tiered parking it's lot. It's a tiered parking lot. But if he walks like 50 feet, he's exhausted. Yeah. I mean, absolutely exhausted, like needs to take a minute, right? And not cardio- it's just all in his legs. You yep. know, his legs kind of give out a little bit. So I'm going like, how many times did he have to stop Yeah, for him to get like to where the putting green is, the putting and chipping green? My assumption is he, because he, he went up with some friends, right? My yep. assumption is a friend was either up there beforehand or pulled in the same time as him and they snagged a golf cart and came and got it. Okay, him. so that would have been Because great. there's no conceivable way that he would have made it from the parking lot, even if he was close, up those stairs, across the walkway, with a golf bag onto the, the putting, shop, no all, yeah, all of that shot. Okay, so I said to him, "So did you hit?" He goes, "I did." I go, "Putt?" He goes, "Chip." I said, "So how's the upper body?" He goes, "Great." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" There was only one answer that was coming out yeah. of his mouth when you said, "How's the upper body?" And but then I said, "How are the legs?" And he goes, "Bad." Yeah. And he said he could chip like three times, and then he had to sit down. Makes sense. Yeah, his legs just, you know, he goes, I'd sit down for a few minutes, probably more like 10, and then I could get up and do it again. But here's my point back to the state of mind. Uh-huh. A bad day at the golf course. Sure. Is better than any other day anywhere else in his book, for if sure. he were to die on the golf course, he wrote the perfect end to his story. Mm-hmm. That is where mm-hmm. he would want to go, clutching at his chest in green grass, yeah. with golf balls mm-hmm. flying around him, with men in plaid and hats trying to resuscitate him as he ventures into a new existence. So you know how they have that thing about when Vikings die, yeah. right? To go to Valhalla, yep. they have to have their sword in their hands, totally, right? And so they will. you'll see if you watch any movies about this, like somebody that loves them will grab a sword and put it in their hands yeah. before they take their last breath. It's a thing. If that could be dad with a golf club, yeah. It all would be right with the world. We shoot him out of a cannon off of the 18th green in Pebble Beach. COVID would probably be gone. I mean, this would... What? I'm just saying that would right Connect the the dots. Connect the weird dots in your head. Well, I'm just saying like if dad died on a golf course with a golf club in his hands, the world would be righted on its axis. I mean, the war in Ukraine would stop and COVID would be over. I just think it's all related. Little did you know that you were married to the second coming of Christ. I mean, seriously. And people think, I'm sure some people think we're awful. Other people think this can't possibly be true. I am telling you this. If I described that to my husband or I said, you can be home here with Kevin and I by your side, 
he's going to pick the golf course all day long. And if we said, we'll be by your side at the golf course, he'd be like, if you could stand like 10 yards away, yeah. that'd be even yeah, better. Yeah, you could watch. Yeah. But I'd really rather have, I'd like I, I'd like the sun on me Yeah, and I'd like my friends around. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really like. In and fact, the sound of drivers being hit and the sound of putts and being sunk, all that kind of stuff. And if my friends were like puffing cigars and had a little scotch, yeah. that, the tinkle of the ice, yep. that would even be better. It's a, it's wild. I would have never thought in a million years he was going to drive again. So here's the thing. I really do think, I mean, he comes home, he's exhausted. Well, and that's the other thing is I would have told you today he would have been flat on his back. He's been out of the house out like of the three house separate times. Yeah. So here's what I really think it is. I think it is, this is like, I mean, this is what purpose is. This is it. Totally. I mean, this is the definition. You give somebody some purpose, some distraction from the things that are going wrong in their life, and they can rise up and they are capable of doing so much. Agreed. We are seeing it right now, which is a testament to all of us of how probably we should be living our lives to find that. But this guy loves golf. More than Kevin and Deb, you ask? Probably. Yeah. Um, he loves us. We know we fit in there, sure. but we know what order it is, yeah. right? And just like we have our hierarchy of pillars, <laughs> yeah. he has his hierarchy right, of pillars. Right. We're in the top three. We're in the top maybe four. I would say comfortably we're in the top ten. <laughs> comfortably we're in the top ten. You are we so are funny. that's a safe bet that we're in the top ten. For everybody that doesn't know him, if he were listening this since if he were listening to this in his car, he would chuckle he and would be nodding his head. Be nodding his head. <laughs> Absolutely. So, on one hand, you can't be unhappy for him. Nope. Because he is out and he's doing his yeah his thing. On the other hand, I was wondering, should we get like spray paint and put a warning thing on yeah. the side of the truck for all stay the people away. out there? Yeah, like stay ten feet away from this truck at all times. That's probably yeah. safe. So the next. Update will either be a horrible traffic-related update mm-hmm. or will be that he no longer is driving. But as of right now, super happy. He's super happy. And I think he goes to bed feeling good. He wakes up in the morning happy. Like, But he hasn't he hasn't lasted any... Like He, he makes it to Jeopardy and yeah. then he's off to bed. Never underestimate how awesome freedom is. Freedom is an amazing thing. So like I told you at the beginning of the show, uh, we used to do a segment called One Minute Hypothetical, and it used to piggyback Deb's business segment where we would take what she talked about, and then we tried to put it into a real world setting. And then the business segment just kind of took off, and we didn't feel compelled to apply that anymore. But I still like hypothetical questions. You and I live a lot of our lives with hypothetical questions, meaning if this happens, what would I do? If that happens, what would I do? We try to play out everything in a large scope. We try to analyze it. We try to look at it. And then if something does happen, we feel somewhat prepared for it. Correct? That is true. But I also want to say the other reason we do it, we are those people, yes, that when the lottery, which we never play, by the way, ever, ever, when the lottery gets to like, $54 $54 million or some, I don't know if that's a big number, but a big number like that. We do play the, what would you do if you won? And yep. we take the taxes off and everything. And we say what we would do, but here's the thing about would, you know, the whole hypothetical thing is that it just opens your mind. I think it expands your thinking to yep. other possibilities. So there was a place that initially you couldn't jump, but now that you've just played with it, you can actually jump there easier in real life. That's what I like about it. And that is that is when we think about real life happenings, meaning, you know, we have played out. What if dad gets in a car accident, right? What happens yeah. if dad starts driving? And we play out kind of the the real life stuff, 
But then it's more fun to play out the, if you won the lottery and had $54 million in your bank account, what would you do? But hypothetical questions that we ask ourselves is kind of, I don't know, it's a Zener, well, it's a Devin Kev foundational thing of always be prepared and be prepared by asking yourself hypothetical questions because then you're never taken aback when something happens. Right. That being said, yes, none of these hypotheticals are rooted in any reality. Okay. But that's what makes them fun. Yeah. And that's oftentimes where Deb thrives. Mm, love in this place. Things that are not rooted in reality. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to come up with this segment was because I actually saw a question online that, that immediately, immediately made me think of you. And now I want to pose it to you and then we'll pose more questions as the podcast goes on. I love it. Here's the question that made me think of you. If you were a color, Mm. what color would you choose to be and why? And what's hilarious about this is I had just seen a TikTok where a girl was talking and she said, Thursday, November, and the color brown all put out the same energy. And I was like, absolutely. Oh, I could get behind that. Thursday, November and the color brown. Yeah. yeah, And she's like, and if you can't see that, then I don't know that I can be your friend. But that is the kind of thing where when we go through, we've done this before, like, you know, number four to me is absolutely a girl. I think of number four is orange. I can get with number four being orange. I mean, I, I lean into a pinker four, but I mean, we're kind of in the ballpark there. Yeah. So if you were a color, Mm -hmm. what color would you be? And why? Okay, so here's what I want to say. I want to say I would be pink, but I don't think that's true. Don't see that. I don't see it either. So the first time- You know I, why I think pink isn't the color for you? Because I only wear black? Not not even. <laughs> I think people think of pink and there's a little ignorance to pink. Is There's well, a little naivete to pink. For sure there's a naivete. So the thing that I thought of when you said that, because yeah. when people say, do you have a favorite color? I certainly have colors- that make me happy. Yeah. I have colors that I think I look better in to me than other. But the first thing I thought of was I was in second grade okay. and we moved into a house. Got it. And my mom let me pick the color for my bedroom. Oh. And now I remember without thinking, I said to her, lavender. And then, but then I was very particular. I said, a whitish lavender, not a big lavender, not a strong lavender. Got it. A subtle lavender. And then she said to me, what is it you like about the lavender? And I said, it's a little bit boy, it's a little bit girl. Fair. Now, you want to know what color I thought of for you? What? I thought of like a dark purple. I don't think I'm a purple person. Dark purple. Not like the frilly. Like a plum? Yes. Okay, plum I can get around. I think of that as like the type of color that you have to be comfortable with the type of color that grows on you and the type of color when other people see you wear it, they're like, oh God, that is a beautiful color on you. So plum used to be one of my favorite fall colors. Got it. The problem is colors come and go, right? I mean, so one year you can find lots of plum and the next year, not at all. But interesting because lavender and plum, I mean, they meet, right? I mean, there's a place Yeah, when you said lavender, I was like, oh yeah, those are in the same shade. Those are in the same spectrum. And I can remember... That bedroom, I remember walking in as second grade yeah. and looking at the walls and just feeling so good. Love that. Yeah. So when I think of my own color, I think I go to like toxic masculinity where I think of blue. Yeah. 
But then it's like, okay, well, the Lord knows there is a variety mm-hmm. of blues that mm-hmm. exist. But then I think like, I don't know that I'm like some weird quirky blue. I like navy blue for you know, me. No, you're a navy blue guy for sure. Like, yeah, he's blue, but he's a little bit of a darker blue. Mm-hmm. But a darker blue can resonate with everybody at the right time, right? You have to have mm-hmm. the right mind frame for that type of blue. But even that blue, you have to feel good about wearing it in that moment. But here's the thing that I know about you too, and I feel like this is true. And if you were thinking of clothes, I'm thinking like of a dark blue blazer or a dark blue sweatshirt, either Mm -hmm. one. But then like if I throw kind of like the lavender, tons of white paint on that, I can do the very light blue with you too. I get that, but I just think of myself as a navy blue. I don't know why I think of you and I as darker colors because we're not darker people and we certainly don't like lack charisma. But yeah. I, when I think of colors for you and I, those are the colors that I think of. Yeah. And you didn't pick something that went with black. I mean, you know, I know. And then the the other weird thing is like you and I wear shades of white, shades of gray and shades of black more often than any other color. We do. But I maintain that if I didn't travel as much as I do, yeah, I would have a very colorful wardrobe. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. it's hilarious. We, we, when we flew to San Antonio, you were wearing all black. I was wearing all black. And our friend Jill looked at us and she goes, you're matching. And I realized it's because we both wear black Whenever we travel. Yeah. We were, well, on the plane. Yeah. We for sure wear black because any, you don't know what's going to happen to you. I don't want some boogers on me. I want, now listen to this. On I my wa- white pants. I watched a guy get on a plane the other day. He had on khaki pants and like a light colored shirt. Yeah. And he'd had a warm jacket, but it was up in the overhead. Got it. He's on the aisle. This is, and by the way, this is like 6 a.m. in the morning. And the woman at the window asks for a red wine. No You're going to judge that woman all day long, right? I mean, for sure. And the flight attendant dribbled it on his pants. Unbelievable. Giving it over to the, you know, woman. And the guy was horrified, but cool. He was super cool. I I don't know that I would have been as cool if I had khaki pants on. I wouldn't have been. He got up, he went to the bathroom, but I mean, it's red wine. She gave him soda. I mean, all of that happened. But I thought, Deb, good girl, you're yeah. wearing black. If he would have dripped, if she would have dripped that wet red wine on me, nothing would have happened. Nope, I would have dabbed it off, and we would have been fine. Dab. I still would have been annoyed. Oh, I'd have been, I would have been annoyed at the too. woman, the alcoholic who needed freaking red wine at six a.m. Exactly. I know I've been mad at the the uh, whatever her name is, the flight, flight attendant, <laughs> for not cleaning that glass and reaching over oh, me to hand the alcoholic awful. her red wine. It was awful. If you could put wings. On any wingless animal, which one would you choose? Okay, let me. My brain immediately, when I read this, immediately went to chaos. Well, I mean, what you could do, but you know who I'm going to do it for? Who are you going to do it for? I'm going to do it for all the bunnies of the world. Bunnies? Bunnies. So, like birds, kind of? Well, bunnies can only get away by hopping. How fast can. Dude, bunnies can haul ass. I know, but they're still vulnerable. You know, the reason they get away is because they dive out down into the dirt. That's the only reason they get away is because they have those little places, little sneak. No, bunnies, flying bunnies. How great would that be? Here's why I enjoy this question. You go to a place where you're like, what animal can I save? Truth, I thought cats first and I thought they didn't deserve it. That's outrageous. Cats don't deserve it. You know what I went? What? Elephants. But elephants and bunnies. No, because you get the same good feeling unless they poop in the air. I'm not worried about the safety of elephants. What I do know is elephants can be chaotic as is. Imagine strapping wings on those things. 
they would just demolish houses. Everything with wings wants to be a little higher, right? They view yes. safety as being higher. Could you imagine if an elephant just landed on your roof? Can you imagine if an element elephant took a poop sure. on your head? Chaos. I, mean, I always choose the side of chaos. Little bunny pellets are absolutely manageable if they're raining down from up above. I think if you had the ability, if 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 God granted you one gift, mm-hmm. but the specific gift yeah. was naming the animal Bunnies. who is wingless, Bunnies. but that needs wings, I'm like, awesome. Rhinos, <laughs> whales, elephants, giraffes, hippopotamus. Well, the giraffe would be a great thing to see. I'm going with bunnies. I love the bunnies. Sometimes I think you waste your talent on the safe things, and I really wish that you would just do the chaos with me. Looking up in the sky... And seeing little, whatever they're called, what are they called? They're not called herds. What are they called? Flocks? They're not called, well, they will be when they have wings. They'll Murder of crows? Flocks. Little bunnies flying around everywhere and then coming down to land on things. Oh my God. So cute. Can you imagine the horror we'd be, the rhino's coming down. I love the it. The rhino's coming down. Horn oh, first. Oh no, <laughs> that's what I was just going to say is horn is first. Or look at Hippo's feet. Just the landing could crush us. Do you want to know what a group of bunnies is called? This what? is going to blow your mind. I think I know. Do I know? Oh, if you know this, 10 points for Deb. Okay, let me think for, for a Deb. Um, It's a group of bunnies. Just like just like it's a murder of crows, yeah, right? Or I a can't herd of cattle. A group of bunnies is called a fluffle. A fluffle? Yeah. Oh my God, I am going to double down on all the bunnies of the world. Yeah. A fluffle of bunnies up in the air, flying around in a lavender sky. Nothing could make me happier, Kevin. Conversely, <laughs> if you put wings on elephants yeah. and they flew, there would be a parade of elephants coming your well, way. Well, that's darling. That's darling. But Love it. doesn't beat fluffle. Well, the name doesn't, but the idea certainly yeah. does. Yeah. Always bunnies with you. It's always little critters with you that you want to say. All right, here's a more here's a more realistic thing. Okay. And this is where I think we can really start cracking on this. You're in a bank. I'm in a bank. Two people walk in yep. with guns. Ooh. They hold up the tellers. Yeah. You're too far from the door. Yeah. What do you do? I'm laying down on the ground. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen enough movies. I know what happens to that person that tries to scooch away. Here's my question. Do you get on the ground before anybody before, tells you to get on the they ground? They don't even have to tell me. I'm already down. <laughs> I'm already down. Gold star for Deb. I'm Here's already I'm on the do. ground. Here's what I know. They're going to try to take my phone for sure. If they're, if they're going to linger in the bank, they want to take my phone. And if they don't, Deb's going to remind them. She's going to be that girl in class who says, you didn't take any of our phones. No, what I'm going to say, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pray to God that my phone is off. Okay. And that I can somehow hide it on myself. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if they say something, they can take my watch if they want, because, you know, that's all, that's all great. Um, I don't usually wear expensive jewelry, but I mean, I think if like I had my wedding ring on or, you know, my rings, my mom just hand it to them. No, no, no. I'm going to try to like save it because I don't want to give that to them either. Right. And that's just sentiment is what that all is. Other than that, I'm giving them everything. I'll do what exactly what they want. And if they want me to empty my bank account, I'm happy to do it. Oh, you think they're going to pick each individual up, take them to an ATM and then take money out. The ATM's right there actually, isn't it? Well, it's you're thinking bank. of the bank that I'm thinking of, and that bank is never open anymore. Well, they don't actually need my ATM because they've got access to the vault. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. In my testosterone alpha-filled brain- Just I'd, remember, you're tall. I'd like to think that I would do the same. 
Yeah. But here's what I do know. I would be on the ground next to you. And the only question <laughs> would be, how am I holding my head? Do I want to see what they're doing no. or do I want to put the blinders on? Blinders on. In fact, lay your head down and close your eyes. Then if, the, if a bullet is coming your way, you'll never know it. You won't see it. It'll just happen. I tend to think that because of my height and my gender, I stand out. And they, they would think that they have to make an make a, uh, example out yeah, of me, right? Yeah, yeah. Because even if they're small, a gun is the ultimate equalizer. Like right. if I could take them one-on-one -on -one without any weapons, it doesn't matter if they have guns. Right. So I would probably be the second one down mm -hmm. if I didn't think I had clear access to the door. If I had clear access to the door, mom, I love you so much. I'll find somebody new to do the podcast with. If what? I didn't have access to the door, I'd be right down there with you. So, but Kevin, here's the thing. You're big. Access to the door. All the what does access to the I'm door quick. Even mean? I'm sneaky quick. Guns are quick. Well, they have to first see me and then they have to get themselves under control to shoot at me. Yeah. But that being said, chances are I'm laying on the ground next to you. Yeah, okay. That would make me feel way better. Again, I want to sit here and say that I would do something. And in a hypothetical, I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, I'd friggin' Rambo this thing and grab the gun, point yeah. it up in the air, punch the guy repeatedly in the face, turn it on the other guy, shoot him. Like, I would love to think that that would play out. It's not going to play out that way. So here's the thing that you need to know. Don't lay, like, next to me, like, meaning, like, um, act like we're strangers, okay? So here's what I'll do. I'll lay next to you, and then I'll say, give me your because they won't expect to have rings okay, on me. Perfect. But we need to act like we're not attached yeah. so they can't use us against one. Here's also what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my cell phone out and yeah. I'm going to put the voice recorder. Perfect. And that's going to be one of our segments. Perfect. We're being held up Perfect. in the bank. Perfect. I mean, is this not the world's best podcast? Also, we're thinking of content. Squish yourself up a little bit so they don't see how long you are next to a normal person. Also, I just look like a giant boulder <laughs> human in the middle of the road that they can trip I'm, over. Kind of. Kind of, kind my, of. My ego but don't is, act like you know me. Even though I'm the one that said this, my ego is hurting knowing that I wouldn't do <laughs> anything to help anybody. <laughs> Including his own mother, who he made promise she would live for another 28 right. years. Right, because here's the thing. Then I go to, well, what if I put my body over my mom? Then I think, well, maybe they didn't have any anticipation of killing anybody, but now they see this and they're like, yeah. well, let's just take some shots at this guy. Yeah, don't put your body. This guy who thinks he's a hero. Uh, listen, listen, everybody, every man for himself. Got it. You're on a vacation. Okay. And everything is stolen, including all cash, uh, all credit cards, and identification. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that you do? Is my phone stolen? Yeah, everything's gone. And okay. this question was written earlier, okay, but you everything you own is gone. Here's what I do. Go for it. I go, well, first of all, I'm going to throw a big tantrum. To who? Well, just myself. Oh, got it. Yeah. Like me with Wordle. Yeah. I'm just going to throw- Pretty much the same thing. Big old tantrum. When I lost at Wordle, it was like losing all of my earthly possessions on a vacation. So, going to throw a tantrum. Got it. Okay. Then I'm going to go to a public- um, Bathroom. Uh, well, to cry, to cry. And then I'm going to go to a public, uh, internet cafe or something oh, okay. like that. How are you paying for that? There, I'm going to go to the business, uh, the free business place in the hotel. Okay. Okay. And use their computer. Hopefully you're staying in a hotel, not a hostel. I'm staying in a hotel. Okay. What I'm going to pull up is my, uh, what am I going to pull up? No idea. Email. I'm going to pull, I'm trying to think what I could pull up that would have ID on it. Here's what you need to I've do. I've got in my pictures, I've got 
in my pictures, I've got my driver's license, my passport, and my, um, what's it called? Global entry. Got it. I've, I've got those on the pictures on my phone. But you don't have your phone. I don't have my phone, but where can I pull it up? Are they in the cloud? Where are they? Here's can- what you do first. Okay. You, I think you're spot on by thinking of going to an internet cafe yeah. slash hotel <laughs> business center. Free, yeah. free, free computer. They're like, get out of here, white lady. You have no yeah. money. So you go to the hotel business center. Okay. You have to cancel all of your credit cards immediately. Mm. Have to. So let, let it be known this. I only take... One credit card, no debit cards. Like I travel, so for that very reason, and a very small amount of cash. So if it all gets stolen, I'm fine. So you cancel all of that stuff, yeah. right? You cancel it immediately. The second email should probably be to dad or I saying everything is gone. I've canceled the credit cards. I need you to find identification, passports, global entry, whatever it is. And I need you to email it to me, right? Yes. So then they can be emailed mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Then you can print it off or somebody at the, the concierge yeah. desk can print that all off for you. Here's the problem. I, you don't have any money. How do you get physical money in your hands? Kevin, this happened to me. I was in New York City a number of years ago, and I left my entire wallet sitting in a cab. Woof. Here was the only thing that saved me. I was in a hotel for two more days, so... I literally had to charge everything to the hotel room, right? And then you just go. You leave. Because they've got your credit card already. But you don't go check out so that anybody will ask for anything. Um, But what was I most worried about? I was most worried about it getting on a plane. I had no ID. How long ago was this? I I mean, it was within the time that I would have needed ID, TSA times, okay? I had taken my passport and I had put my passport in the hotel safe. And that was stolen. No, that was oh, not okay. stolen. I did have that interesting factoid. I had a lot of cash in my wallet. That's the time I quit carrying cash. Nine months later, I got my entire wallet back in the mail with all the credit cards in it, every gift card in really? it. Really? No cash. Wow. Cash was gone. But it was like, where was it for nine months? But I got, I mean, by then everything had been canceled, but I got it all back. But how do you get cash? I mean, are you just never leaving the hotel for the rest of your trip? No. Well, no, you can leave the hotel. You just have to go back to the hotel to eat. But like, how do you get, like somebody can transfer you money, then can't you go to a money order place and get money? But don't you need identification for that? So probably what you would do is you would go, like we bank at Bank of America. Oh, well, great. Now everybody's going to steal from us. So you would probably go, try to go to a local Bank of America with whatever ID you have and try to where do you think you are on vacation, by the way? That's a great qualifying question. Where do you think well, you are when this happens to you? If I'm in Mexico, I'm in big trouble. See, I have us in like some third world Thai village. Oh, okay. Well, then it's tough. Right. I'm not going to lie. It's tough. Like it would be one thing if we were just in London. But then I think it's like, is it Wells Fargo? No, it's not Wells Fargo. It's whatever. You know, you have somebody wire money to you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That makes sense if you're like in New York City or Mexico City or London. Yeah. But if you're like... In the outskirts. It's bad. That's bad, It's super bad, bad. yeah. Uh, I've never been anywhere where I was worried about losing anything. I mean, obviously, we go to Mexico a lot, and people say how dangerous Mexico City is. We've never experienced anything along those lines. We've been to Paris, and they say pickpocketing is really bad. I've never had anything stolen. That first initial thought of all that stuff being stolen is gut-wrenching. Because remember when I was in San Francisco and somebody broke into the car and stole all of my stuff? It was 
awful. It was bad. Yeah. And so fortunately we were driving back down to LA, but my computer was gone. My wallet was gone. Every, every credit card, cash, all of my stuff was over, done with. I immediately canceled all the credit cards. Thank God I'm a millennial and I don't carry cash. The computer was old enough to where it didn't hurt, but I was still broke enough to where I didn't couldn't afford to get a, a yeah. computer afterwards. It is, you feel violated. You, oh, you feel for sure. dirty almost. For sure. Fortunately, I was able to get home and take care of all of that other stuff and you can order an ID and all that other, other jazz, but it was bad, bad. And then I can't imagine trying to go through all of that and process the emotions and then the logic you need in a third world country or just somewhere that's not your home to be able to finally get back to home. Well, I do know that American Express will overnight a card to you. Oh, that's nice. I mean, so I think like, you know, if you are traveling a lot, I do think it's important. The quality of your credit card yeah. is important because the totally. services that become available to you yeah. or those special 800 numbers that somebody will always answer and be willing to help you yep. are a big deal. Got it. So there Good you go. Know. Little plug for American Express. So this one's a given, all right? Okay. This is, this is rooted in fact. You sold your soul to the devil. You already did that. Ugh. What did you sell it for? Your wallet, your ID, and some cash. Um, really, I did? I'm so disappointed. It's myself. rooted in fact, I know. But So how do you rationalize oh. it? Okay. I sold my soul to the devil. Never went down to Georgia. He okay. was looking for a soul to steal. He gave me more money than any person could spend in a lifetime. Okay. And I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed some of it. Sure. But I also put that money to good use. And I made a difference in the world with it. Because here's the thing. If I'm going to sell my soul to the devil, yeah. I got to do something right on the backside. Oh, but ideally. Ideally. But yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm going to sell myself to the devil to meet anybody. I don't think, I mean, maybe I don't think I'm going to sell myself for influence or power in this world Fair. just because I think that that's too corrupt. So I think I just have to go for cold, hard cash and say that I'm going to do something really good with it. So obviously I think to myself, can you sell your soul to the devil for world peace? Right. Oh yeah. And I don't think you can, because I don't think you can sell your soul to the devil for something that is diametrically opposed to what the devil believes. Right, right, right. right. So I, I also might push back on the idea that you could sell your soul for all the money in the world, or at least more than you could spend to help other people, right? Tech, you know, when you think of, again, it's nothing technical about this, but when you think of people who have sold their soul to the devil, it's all for personal issues, right? Right, right. To be famous, to have yeah. all the money. I say I don't care about that. Here's what I have to think. If I'm selling my soul simply for myself, what is the one thing that I can rationalize? Meaning, I'm never going to be able to tell anybody. Oh. Nobody's ever going to be able to um, really see it. Yeah. But what do I know, right? You're going to win at Wordle every day on the first try? Oh, I would hate that. That would okay. be the worst thing in the world. This is what I thought of. I'll never have a bad meal again. I'll only that have seem like good enough great meals. Listen, no, you, listen to me. You thought I wasted a wish on Deb, the bunnies. Listen to me. Every single meal you have mm. is better than the last one. I don't know. Kev. Every mm. oh, you like food as much as me. Don't sit there with your high and mighty. Oh, I tried to save people <laughs> with money. Every single meal that you have 
for the rest of your life. Okay, couple questions. Every single one is better than the last. Couple questions. Okay. Do I have to make that meal? If you make it, it's better than the last. But is the meal just going to appear? Maybe. Maybe how this is how you work out. In the contractual negotiations with, with the, the devil, devil, you say, I'm willing to make myself five meals a week, but I want those five meals to be better than everything that came before that. The rest of the meals, I want to be able to go out to eat. I want to be able to arrive to this house and I don't want to have any preparation involved with it. Imagine the freedom that you would have for the rest of your life, especially when you had dinner guests over, Mm -hmm. when you were entertaining. Mm -hmm. Everything was always Michelin stars. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That would be pretty nice. I See mean, how easy it is to get on that side? Like dinner is better than lunch, which is yep. better than breakfast, yep. right? Which I mean, was better than dinner. And if you negotiate it right, it just shows up at the yeah. table, all fresh and beautiful. And yeah. what is crispy is should be crispy. And what is fresh should be fresh. And what is al dente should be yeah. al dente, you know. Uh, but it still feels like you should get more out of that wish, Kev. What do I want, a boat? Well, I want a sea do. It's constantly full of gas. Yeah, I want an airplane that's constantly full of gas. Think about the thing that's important to you as it exists today and then just kind of extrapolate it. And that's where I went to. I never have to worry about food. I never have to worry if food's going to be good. I always know it's going to be great. If I'm eating it and other people are eating it, then that means they're experiencing good thing as well. Well, and you're taking care, I mean, should, because, you know, I'm always worried about world hunger. You know, we talk about that, the availability of food. And I mean, and I'm worried about like soy and corn and wheat, that kind of stuff. Soy boy. Um, so just knowing that beautiful work, food would appear is not a bad thing. I'm telling you how, how quickly you dismiss this thing that you now want to be a part of. But I want to How's say this. eating that $100 bill treating you? I could be sitting in a beautiful mansion, overlooking a great body of water, having a terrific chef that's just making me above average Look meals how easily all, all that selfless money <laughs> became Deb's future. I I said at the very beginning, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to spend some of it. Yeah. Mm, looks like maybe I was a little more charitable <laughs> with my time and my my soulful wish to the devil. You weren't greedy. That's for sure. You were not greedy. Thank it wasn't you. a greedy request. All right, Deb, last one. You can have a free microchip put in your brain yeah, so that you would know all basic knowledge, such as like multiplication tables, history facts. You'd automatically be able to speak and understand other languages, right? So you can play instruments. You can do all the stuff that we've talked about on this podcast before by simply having a little chip put into your brain. Mm-hmm. The only catch is yeah. there's a 38% chance that you'll be dead in four years. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do it. 38% chance? Not going to do it. That freaks you out? I don't care. Bro, give me that bag of Lay's chips. Seriously? Put them in. For four years, I'm pretty much going to know everything. I can talk to anybody. I can answer any question. I'm I'm like the internet. Kevin, I think your brain would burn out. That's your brain isn't even equipped. There's for only that. a 38 percent chance of it burning out. No, no. I'll, if somebody said, Deb, with this surgery, there's a 72 percent chance you're going to live. <laughs> when you say it that way, oh, wait. But my brain burning out. that, folks, is called marketing. (laughs) My brain. Um, You know, you have this thing about knowing and understanding everything. Yeah, welcome to my pain. Yeah, I don't really have that thing. Oh, that's not true. 
you, you of all people love knowing everything. You just don't have like an unabashed desire about it. I don't have an unabashed desire. I do like to know things. Um, okay. Let me think. They're going to put the chip in my brain and there's a 38%. Am I going to like die on the table or is my brain just going to explode? What's going to happen? I think it would be like one of those things where you just, you know, you look at somebody that kind of freeze, there's a little, their eyes bug out and and smoke comes out of their ears and then they just fall. Like, I don't, like, I won't say it's a painful death. Um, so the whole four year thing, Yeah. what's going to happen at the end of four years? Maybe nothing. Oh, okay. There's so a thirty-eight percent chance you might die, meaning there's a seventy-two percent or a sixty-two percent chance you're going to live. Ah, so I could just continue on for sure with the chip in my brain. Totally mm, knowing forever, knowing like, all things for forever. Am I going to get? I mean, are people going to bug me? What do you mean? I mean, once that gets out, here's the thing: <laughs> you can go on all these shows, all the talk and you can shows, win everything. Yeah, I could win everything. Back to the money. Back to the money. Back to the money. I can't make all the best food in the world with this chip, but I can be smarter than everybody. I can maybe negotiate with you know international conflict because I can speak both languages. I know the, the the history. Like they would call Kevin and they'd be like, "We need Kevin on the front lines of Ukraine right now because he knows the history of both Ukraine, Russia, the Soviet Union, all that kind of stuff. He can speak both of their languages, and he's impartial." Do you but think? Really. Do you think that uh, terrorists would try to kidnap us and use us for ill will? Are we at risk that way with this? I stuff think in they would brain? probably try to steal the chip more than the individual with the chip. But if Which they couldn't, in our brain. But if they couldn't get to the chip, they would get to us. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's that's a movie. Yeah, that's kind of the risky side of it, isn't it? That is the risky side of yeah. it. But hey, maybe you have so much knowledge, mm, you know, people are coming. You could somehow know. I think I'm going to keep my brain. No, you don't lose your brain. I know, but it just enhances your brain. It didn't, there's okay. Here's the thing: I have a problem with my foot. <laughs> you have a problem with your foot, like right now, live no, on the podcast. No, you know, I it can't. does look like it's a little green. <laughs> That's not what I mean. What I mean is like I'm old. Who am I going to get away from? Oh, you oh, got it. Hold on, got it. Deb's worried that when the terrorists come to take her and extract the chip, she's not going to be able to run fast enough. That's exactly. Oh, well, here's the thing. You're just constantly around motorized vehicles. Maybe you're smart enough to negotiate a contract with like a bodyguard or a couple. Possibly. Maybe possibly. Maybe you've turned this this new chip into a cash grab, like you said, and you can have some safety around you and you don't have to run all the time. Maybe you're so smart, you know how to properly train your body to where your foot's no longer an issue. Oh, well, maybe that's true. Well, if Although that's, I might be giving this chip a little more I think credit. you're giving it a lot of credit. So here's the thing. I don't want to mess with my brain. I really don't think I do. I don't think I need that level of information. But would you want it? No, I think I'm good. But would you want it? No. You don't want to be smarter? I don't think I need to be smarter. Not that I'm so smart. I'm just fine. Deb doesn't want to be smarter. level of intelligence right now. In this hypothetical, Deb doesn't want to be smarter for fear of the hypothetical terrorists coming for her. 
That's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Deb. These are why these questions are fantastic. Oh I have the conversation in my head. I, I do this. I play it out. I wonder how this is going to go. And nowhere at all in my brain did I cross to, oh, Deb's probably not going to want this for fear of it being ripped out of her head by men wearing by all tears. black. Yeah. Here's the thing. I said to you at the beginning of this. Don't make me laugh really hard. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least it yeah. took us like an hour to get there. Yeah, it did. That's true. All right, Deb, anything else? No, I'm good. Now, so here's the thing. People should not judge us for being mean to dad. I don't think we were being mean. That We were, were we? just, we were, we were laying out facts as yeah. we know it because we are the most knowledgeable human beings about Gary Zener. Just like us saying he doesn't necessarily want us around when he dies, <laughs> but we know we're in the top 10 most important things choice. to him. If he has the choice. That's yeah. not us being mean. That's just us being rooted in fact. Okay. Okay. Because we love daddy. Right. At no point did we say we hated him. <laughs> no, I know. But he shouldn't be driving. That's. I mean, I do feel Listen, like- Listen, <laughs> I don't disagree with you. One of the other hypotheticals is, would you ever stop your husband from driving even though he wanted to go golf all the time? Yes. There you go. 100% yes. I don't think anybody listened to that part of the episode and thought, wow, those are bad people. Okay. I will say this as a side note, though. Yeah. Because we have one dog, Nola, who's ridiculously attached to him, especially since he got sick. For sure. She just a month ago went on Prozac because it's gotten so bad. And he's been able to go, and she hasn't been running around here like a crazy person. That's true. She's been like cool, calm, and relaxed. So <sighs> Nothing like medicating your animals. So maybe we should start on the Prozac. And on that note, that's going to do it for this episode of the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev Pod. And if you too medicate your animals, <laughs> let us know. We'd love to know that there's other people out there. Mom? I love you to death. I loved you more than you know. <laughs> we'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev pod. <laughs>